0: Hi ladies, this is Debbie from Safe Haven. How is everybody today? I hope y'all are doing wonderful. It's a little chilly here in Alabama. There is no sunshine, but you know, you can make your own sunshine, right? Okay, so let's open with prayer so we can open up um, our, our nice uh, scripture. Uh, Lord, please open our hearts and minds so we may hear your word. In Jesus' precious name, we all say, Amen. Amen. Beauty of Brokenness. Now, this is 2 Corinthians 12-10 through 12, 10 in the ESV, if you want to look it up. And this is a real good one I wanted to share today. The Beauty of Brokenness. Now, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When Prisman, a shipwreck, beatings, a deadly snake bite, these are a few of the hardships Paul endured on his journey to spread the good news. The most amazing thing is that he didn't just drag himself through his trials with heavy heart or protesting mind. He remained content through it all. The reason for Paul's perseverance and faithfulness is that he constantly relied upon God's strength and his weaknesses. Paul was not delusioned into thinking he could bear the pain and danger of his persecutions alone, bolstering by nothing but his own human spirit. His complete dependence on the protection and the grace of God gave him the supernatural strength. Paul attained victory through Christ, not just in spite of his weaknesses, but because of his weaknesses and trust in his Savior. Many Christians today find, may might find these kind of trials difficult to relate to. But Paul sets a wonderful example. Whenever anyone's afflictions may be, there is victory in a knowledge one's own weaknesses and trusting in God. God, no matter what I'm going through, will help me to realize I can't do it alone. You are my strength, amen. And you know, I can share my story. Um, when my son died, um, All I could do was lean on the Lord. I was scared. I didn't know what the unknown was, searching for him when he was in the water. I didn't know if I was going to find him with the search party or he was just going to come up and someone else was going to find him. Well, lo and behold, someone else found him. um, My husband and wife that were bird watching found him 100 feet feet from the um, shore. But the bottom line is that I had to lean on God. God is my savior. God was my, 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 my refuge. I had to hold on to Him so tight through that ordeal. That tragedy, because you know, guys, I had to search for my son. It just didn't happen that I found we found him. It took a few days. But you know what? God was there every step of the way for me. He was my, my driver. I was the passenger on that journey. Does it get easy? Not always. I miss him every single day. But I know he's in a better place. And he's not broken like Paul. He is whole again. And he's seeing Jesus' face every single day. And that's all that matters to me. I would love him always. Always. But God had a better plan. Well, I'm going to do the prayer and let you all go. Start your day. I don't know what time it is out there, wherever you all are, but this is the Father's love and... You can bow your heads, or you can just sit still and listen. It's First John, three through three uh, one. See what great love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. Father is no less than amazing to think that I am your child. Baggage, problems, hang-ups, bad habits, and all. You took me in and now call me your own. I've been adopted into your family, sealed with the promise of hope and future. Thank you for loving me enough to include me in your royal lineage my heart is glad and I rejoice in your presence in my life as I live and grow in your family in Jesus name amen yeah if you do not know Jesus Christ out there um, it's better than the other alternative being with the devil if you all remember the Super Bowl just recently that that was satanic that came down And that song, and it just was real scary because that is what our generation's turning to lately. But don't worship Him. Worship God. God is our Almighty. He is the one that's going to get you through whatever you're going through. God bless. Take care of each other. And stay safe. Hey everybody. This is Debbie from Safe Haven. Um, we are going to do today, it's called The Cross He Bore. And this is John 16, 33 in the ESV. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now imagine slowly awakening to the realization that God has marked you for a montemal yet agonizing purpose to surrender yourself to a brutal and unserved death in order to save humanity. This is, a, this is the lot fell to Jesus during his time on earth. He experienced overwhelming tribulations, temptation, cause for doubt and fear in his short life. He encountered disbelief, hatred, and persecution from those he sought to redeem. Yet despite the incredible, unfathomable difficulty of his task, Jesus conquered sin and death in his ministry. He reached out to the rejected, offered healing to the sick and hopeless. Jesus Jesus accomplished these things through total reliance on his father because of his commitment and passionate love for God. He abstained from life of normalcy and comfort to carry out his mission. Just as Jesus was supported by a close communion with God, so can we draw strength, nourishment, fulfillment from an intimate association with Jesus. When we face trials and sorrows, Christ has encouraged us to take heart because he has already won the ultimate victory. God, my help comes from you. Thank you for being greater than my trouble. Amen. And I wanted to read this about the cross he buried because if you think about it, um, that he bore everything. He carried that cross. He put it in the ground. And then they had to put nails in his hands and feet. And they had the thorny crown on his head that blood dripped down his forehead. And then he had to pain the pain of being stabbed in his side and bled. So let me tell you something. If you do not know Jesus, then you'll be going to hell. You need to have that relationship with him because we're all sinners. And what he did for us was a big, Thing. He sacrificed his life so we could have eternal life. He redeemed us. It doesn't mean that you get to keep sinning over and over again. Absolutely not. But he knows that we're all sinners. We're like in a hospital, we're all sick. But I do know one thing that I love my relationship with Jesus. I love coming to him and telling him everything that's on my heart, good or bad. And at least I know I have a relationship with him on a daily, minute by minute, second by second with him. So let me tell you something. You get to choose. All you have to do is get on your knees, open your heart, and ask Jesus into it. Very simple. You don't even have to do a long prayer. Just go, God, I am a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart. And he will be there. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do a long, drawn-out prayer. He knows what's in your heart. He knows us from the top of our head to the bottoms of our feet, inside and out. He knows before we even open our mouth what we're going to say. So he knows what's in your heart, y'all. And all he wants you to do is come to him. Have that relationship with him before the day of reckoning's coming. Think about it, heaven or hell. Those are your two choices. For me, I choose Heaven. God bless. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Bye-bye now. And we'll do a real quick prayer before I say goodbye. Lord, please watch over each and every one of these people out there that are listening to this podcast. Give them the decisions to make, whatever they may be. Help them through sickness and death, whatever they're walking through, unemployment, new job. Um. Um. domestic, whatever it is, Lord, you watch over them. And some will come to you, Lord, and some will not. But I ask you, Lord, to bless all these people out there. In Jesus' precious name, we all say amen. Y'all take care of each other. God bless. Bye. Hey, everybody, this is Debbie from Safe Haven. We are going to do today, we're going to open our hearts and minds, Lord, and so we can hear your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We're going to do baggage of the soul, and this is Romans 12, too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and improve what God's will is. Now, you know, people declutter their closets to dirty garages to their messy drawers, but what about their soul? A good question to ask is, what is it that holds me back from living free of, a, of the spiritual baggage of unforgiveness, pride, envy, idolatry, strive? Wouldn't it be wonderful to cut the load loose and rise up and find that your legs are meant for running and your heart for laughing or spirit for lightness? That kind of spiritual liberty can be yours by not conforming to the morality of this world, but instead allowing Christ. To renew your mind, bringing you clearer discernment of God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Spiritual decluttering is a little like hitting the refresh button on one's computer. You get to start all over with a new day full of hours that haven't been muddled or fumbling, failure or transgression. Such a renewal translates into a life that fits you well. A beautiful, useful one that God envisioned when you were first created. God cleanse my spirit and mine and make me retentive to your perfect will. amen now this one was really good for me because um I know when I'm having a crappy day I rewind I push rewind and I'd like okay I'm gonna start over let's do have a positive attitude instead of a negative attitude and it really helps because you know because you can renew yourself all day long you can refresh. You can start over. You know, you don't have to stay in that muck and that ickiness. You can refresh it and have a positive outcome. So God just wants us to have that spiritual freedom instead of holding on to all that baggage inside. So just remember that you can push rewind and start your day all over again. And I'm going to do a prayer and close Lord Jesus, please take care of each and every one of these people out there. Please watch over them. Put a protective hedge around them. Whatever they're walking through, Lord, I hope they lean on you. Because I know without you, I would be nothing. Jesus, thank you so much for what you've done for us. Thank you for our blessings. And please forgive us for our sins that we committed today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Y'all take care of yourself. God bless. And I will do another uh, podcast next week. Hi there. I haven't been on in a while. So um, this is Debbie from Safe Haven um, Women's Group. This is called Relationships. And this is Proverbs 13. Chapter thirteen twenty. Spend time with the wise and you will become wise, but the friends of a fool will suffer. Humans were created for a relationship. We are hardwired to want and need others. Because of our design, friendships are vitally important to our lives and also our walk with God. It is a widely known fact that friends either bring us up or drag us down. Likewise, friends can either encourage or discourage us in our pursuit Godliness. As we seek counsel from our friends for the decisions we make in life, it is important that those friends are pushing us to follow Christ and not our own desires. Your friends have the power to lead you closer to God or push you away from Him. Surround yourself with people who will echo God's words to you rather than lead you off the course of their advice. Evaluate yourself to make sure you're being the kind of friend who will lead others closer to Christ by influence and your advice. And that is a big thing. You know, you have friends that will bring you up, get you up or bring you down. And that's very true. You know, a lot of them get jealous. You get that jealousy that comes in place. And uh, if it's not jealousy, it's just like they just, they don't care. You know, Um, you got to have friends that are going to embrace you through the good and the bad. That's how it is. We are hardwired to have friendships. You know, I remember when I was out there in the disease and I did not like women. I couldn't stand them. I walked into a meeting and I had a chip on my shoulder so big that it had to be knocked off a few times. But I can say today, for the grace of God, I have beautiful friendships today. Long ones. Because when I meet somebody and they're my friend They're my friend, you know, and I love them all very much. My lady friends are my lifeline. They're the ones I will go to when things fall apart. They're the ones I vent to when I I need someone to talk to. They're the ones I weep in their arms when I'm sad. Always remember that, ladies, that you have that lifeline. Use that lifeline And, you know, they talk about, are you going to be a good friend or a bad friend? I hope you're going to be a good friend and that you can share Christ with others and go out there with the ladies and the sisterhood out there and share the message of God's Word. So I am going to do the prayer for today. It's a very good one, actually. And you can bow your heads or you can just meditate. Now, we've been doing Corinthians lately, so it's uh, 1 Corinthians 13, and we've been doing Corinthians all week. So this is love is truth. Love rejoices in the truth. Lord, you are so many conflicting messages the world sends. Sometimes my mind literally freezes, and I don't know what to think. I get uninsured, insecure, and sometimes even depressed. This is why I need love. Your word is full of truth, and you are the truth. And the more I know you, the more I thrive to rejoice in the power and freedom you give. Even when you convict me of sin or pull me to a place of growth, I don't want to go. My heart is full of integrity and strength. Knowing I live, stand in the truth, all praise be to you. Amen. And always remember that, that God is the truth. He never leaves you. He is your refuge. He is the wings that you go underneath, and he will shelter you through anything you're walking through. Just take care of each other. Be safe out there with this COVID. Keep doing what you're doing to stay safe, and I will do another podcast next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. This is Debbie from um, Safe Haven. Um, I am going to do it's March third, and I'm going to read about steady steps and this is psalm thirty seven twenty three in the n i v The Lord makes firm the steps of one who delights in him <clears throat> now, if you ever taken the hand of a toddler, you know that they are relying on you for their balance. <clears throat> if they stumble, you can easily steady them. This simple act of holding a hand means that you <clears throat> excuse me. And the child have confidence that they won't fall flat on their face. In the same way, when we commit our way to the Lord, we are essentially placing our hand in His. He delights in the fact that we are walking with Him, even in the times when we stumble. He will steady our path and give us the confidence to keep walking. Do you find it difficult to invite Jesus to take your hand and stand beside you each day? Do you understand what it means for him to keep your steps firm and keep you from falling? You know, this is a good one because, you know, whatever storm you're walking through, you've got him. He's got your, he's got a hold of you. You know, he's the driver and you're the passenger. Whatever journey he has you on, he's there. And if you don't have a relationship with him, you better get on board because it's a free gift. All you do is ask him to come into your heart. And then you'll be adopted into the family. You have two choices. You have either heaven or hell. Do you want to live in paradise and have peace? Or do you want to live in hell and burn each day and not ever die? That's up to you. That's your choice. I'm just telling you that I chose the paradise. So I'm going to read the prayer today. Again, today's March 3rd, and it's called Hope for the Future. Now, I know what I've planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope, and that's Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven in the NET. Father, I am so comforted and assured to know that you know the plans for my life, because when I think of the future, it's easy to be anxious from the unknowns. I don't know how problems of today will turn out for tomorrow, or for tomorrow, but you do, and I trust you. Your wellspring of mercy, the spirit of grace, are in my heart and evident in my life. I will not be afraid. My hope remains steadfast in you and no other. In Jesus' name, my lips shall praise. Amen. And that's what you got to remember, that you do. He does have a plan for us. We don't know what it is. But whatever door he opens or closes, there was a reason for it. Will you guys take care of each other? Be safe with this COVID and all this. And just stay in the Bible and stay in prayer and stay connected. God bless. Bye.